Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hello and welcome back to Series 3 of the Deliciously Stella podcast. My name is Bella Younger and I run the Instagram account Deliciously Stella. I woke up the other day and I realised that I'm going to be 30 this year. Now, I don't think I'm very good at being an adult, so I have managed to rope in my old chum, Flick, who's known me since I was 13 years old, so we can look back at what we have or haven't learned in what we are now calling Deliciously Stella, None the Wiser. So each week, Flick and I are going to be looking at a different topic. Last week, we were looking at dating, and this week, we feel like the natural progression is to talk about weddings, or in Flick's terms, wedding bell hell. Hi Flick, how's your week been? I mean, it's pretty good. Still single. (laughs) So today we're going to be talking about weddings, and I think that for me, nothing really kicks off this topic quite like the topic of hens. I mean, you are the ultimate hen hater. Mm. I mean, as Flick knows, I really, really hate hens. And it's not because I hate, you know, the sanctity of marriage or, you know, the idea of everlasting love. I just, I hate hens because I hate organised fun. Oh, Bella, but there was one hen that you hated more than ever. Please share it again. It's my fave. So I've been to a few hens, but there's definitely one that sticks out in my mind. And that is the hen I went to that was pony club themed. (laughs) I live in Hackney at the time and they didn't sell jobpers in Sports Direct. So I went as my little pony. Everyone else is in full jockey regalia. I look like a lost slapper at a children's party. I mean, we sat on hay bales. We ate polos. There was supposed to be a Shetland pony arriving instead of a stripper. But, you know, the pony's owner fell off and broke her arm, so it didn't turn up. But let's be honest, when you ended up in Belushi's your outfit was somewhat more appropriate than the old jodhpurs. Yeah, so somehow we ended up going to Belushi's on the Hammersmith roundabout, and I got frisked twice for knives, even though I was wearing a leotard. A knife carrying my little pony? You couldn't write it. So something that I'm sure that happens at every hen that everyone goes to is they they play that game, um, like Mr and Mrs, where you ask the bride and groom questions about themselves to work out how well they know each other, and in every single one, I find... The bride is asked, what's your favourite sex position? And the bride goes, missionary. And then there's a pre-recorded screen with the the groom saying, anal. Every time, like clockwork. My issue with hens is the penis fascination. I don't know how many times I have had to drink a WKD through a penis straw of varying different sizes, all of them vile, 
and earrings that are penises what is that i mean we don't talk about a penis ever anymore and then just because someone decides to spend the rest of their life with a man for one night we're just adorned in them i know one would assume that you know we've all seen a penis by now Mm, sadly (laughs) (laughs) to our detriment I remember actually going to a work hen party and we ended up playing hula hoop but had to fling little rings onto a penis headband of our boss. That is something that when you talk about work fear the next day, I mean, it <laughs> sheds a whole new light on it. So once you've hit the hen, I think the next stage is always buying an outfit. I've got the anxiety. <laughs> the outfit anxiety is so stressful. I'm always like, oh, it's fine, you know, I'll just hit whistles a week before. But then you're like, well, absolutely everyone has hit whistles a week before and I'm going to be wearing the same thing as someone who is way more attractive than me. I know, and all of a sudden those shops on the high street that normal day-to-day life you don't look twice at sort of shine out like horrifying beacons. Jaeger, Karen Millen, and then, of course, Hobbs. <laughs> <laughs> the age-old question, am I old enough for Hobbs? <laughs> I know. Uh, But you actually, you don't wear a dress anymore to weddings. No, I have made an investment and I have purchased a very nice suit, which I now wear to all weddings. I mean, I don't know who I think I am, like Stella McCartney or something. (laughs) In reality, everyone's like, it's Bella a lesbian now. But you're a hatless suit wearer because, of course, that's the other big question. Hat or fascinator? God, I hate fascinators. I once spent a whole wedding playing a game called Hat or Snack where I likened everyone else's fascinators to a type of biscuit. There was genuinely a girl whose head looked like a box of Mikados. I remember that so well. See, for me now, I've got about three dresses that are just about okay. The problem is they were all bought in the summer. And of course, we have weddings all year round now. Uh, But I stubbornly wear my maxi dress to all of them. And I remember the last one, it was definitely not summer. It was definitely in deepest, darkest Wiltshire and I was found about four hours into the wedding huddled over an uplight in the marquee a blue one I remember desperately trying to get some warmth from from the light in no way was the heater (laughs) someone's like no flick not a heater I know but I just couldn't muster the coat because it's that moment where you're already juggling some type of volivant a glass of champagne, pack of fags, clutch bag, and talking to a chin at the same time. It's just too much admin to have a coat on top of that all. You know, I really thought that I'd nailed it at that wedding. I thought my outfit was so great. And I remember I wore sunglasses into the church and um, there were paparazzi there because there were some famous people. And they were like, Zara, Zara. And I was like, oh my God, people think I'm Zara Phillips. And she literally gave birth last week. Like, I thought I was looking slamming. I remember that. I have to say, I think all of our friends look pretty slamming at weddings. It is the men that let the side down. I'm not sure what it really is about men on the cusp of turning 30, but they all seem to sort of fall off a proverbial looks and fashion cliff and they start getting more and more unattractive while the women just get more and more gorgeous. And I find, for me, there's nothing less sexy than a tailcoat. I hate a man in a morning suit. I am with you there. (laughs) I feel like... The men at these weddings are sort of, they look a bit like pheasants. They sort of talk upwards like, and you're like, how have you got this slamming babe beside you? And here you are, balding with your gut out in a horrible, horrible morning suit. But I mean, never has the expression, you are what you eat, been more apt. They have grown up on grouse and they have literally become one. (laughs) Game birds. Game birds. So obviously for me, hens are the worst part of any wedding, but you've got a real issue with dinner. 
Yeah, it is the dinner dilemma. So there is a moment of absolute fear when I found my name on the big dinner table list, wander over or totter over because I've obviously just guzzled all of the champagnes and had none of the canapes and end up alone on a long table having nervously glanced left and right to see who I will be seated next to. And more often than not, my first port of call is to dash on the other side to look at who my competitor is because it's not so much about the chin that you're going to be next to, it's whether the girl on the other side might eclipse you in funniness and therefore you will be left staring down at a beef wellington with absolutely no one talking to you. That is the absolute worst. And I find that I'm always really strategically placed in between sort of a spinster aunt and a belligerent walrus. Okay, Never any different. A belligerent walrus. I sat next to the absolute epitome of that. When the first thing that he said to me, having glanced at my name card, was, oh, Reese Jones, double-barreled name, good stock. But that's the thing about weddings, isn't it? You've got to sort of invite people from your past. You almost feel like you're letting them out of a cage. Someone at a wedding that I went to recently actually said, I must be one of the ones who's allowed to be let out of the pen, sitting next to such a lovely filly. I was like, don't you dare call me a filly. And if the conversation at dinner isn't bad enough, we then move on to the D floor. I think dance floors used to be quite safe places back in the days when you just had a sort of a disposable camera on a table. But now, I mean, we went to a party in the summer where there were full-on drones circling the dance floor. So every embarrassing moment is captured. I just remember so clearly a point where I undid my suit jacket and I was wearing just a bra and I'm sort of grinding to hot in her. And to think that that has been recorded just makes me feel sick. I want you to tell me about what happened in the photo booth. The shame of it. So, as you were saying, long gone are the disposable cameras. And we all know what beer fear means the next morning when you wake up and immediately go onto Instagram knowing that there is a couple of keen beans that will have uploaded all the photos. But I've now realised that it's gone one step further and Big Brother is literally watching you at all times during the wedding. So I came across a photo booth at a wedding last year and you know normally the most embarrassing pictures are sort of you with a stick on moustache and a monocle. No no, I was shamed when I realised that one of the clever ushers had put a GoPro camera into the photo booth and had captured me having a snog. with someone who I definitely denied. (laughs) It then gets circulated around all of the guests at the wedding a sort of month later, and I can never deny it again. I absolutely loved that. I mean, our friends have got a real thing about filming nights out. I remember a good friend of ours used to take a handy cam to nightclubs and she filmed our A-level results night. And um, I remember really well the smoking ban had just come in and obviously I wanted to paint myself as like a really hardcore smoker. So I stuck eight nicotine patches on my stomach and I was so sick the next day. It was absolutely revolting. And there's, there's a video of me dancing to Pendulum Tarantula in Crazy Larry's on the King's Road. And you wonder why we're not blushing so when it comes to the end of a wedding cinderella's we are not especially you bella 
I just find it really annoying that weddings finish so early. I feel like it's always carriages at midnight and that is when I really hit my stride. That is when I'm in my prime. That is when I am blind steaming drunk. I remember getting shipped away from Laura's wedding in the summer. We were getting a taxi back to our friend's house and I had to pull over and vomit out the side because some Bulgarian man had fed me like three quarters gin cocktails. Well, yeah, I mean, you've been known to not even leave weddings. Mm, That's true. I once went to a wedding and woke up in the bride's bed. I mean, the bride and groom weren't even there, but you stayed on. I just remember the bride's mum coming into her bedroom and she goes, Oh, it's you. I knew this was going to happen. So, Flick, have you ever been a bridesmaid? I have, a couple of times, yes. What about you? Um, I've actually been a bridesmaid five times. Always a bridesmaid, never a bride, but only as a child. I've actually ruined two weddings. What happened? So I was a bridesmaid at my godfather's wedding, and I was about three years old, which is obviously way too young. And in all of the photos, I'm trying to run away, and so he's bending down in all of his wedding photos to grab the back of my sash, and he looks like a hunchback. That is amazing. My most recent bridesmaid shame was actually for my older sister's wedding last year. And we'd had the rehearsal the day before and the vicar had showed us our positions. I was sort of chief bridesmaid, uh, in charge of looking after all the little ones, felt very in control, bit of a power trip for me. But for some reason on the day, I came up behind my sister. She was looking very poised and elegant. And I just misjudged or forgot where I was meant to be positioned. And for some reason, flung myself directly behind her throughout the entire ceremony. All the other bridesmaids were back a few paces where they were meant to be almost near the kind of front aisle. So in all of the wedding photos that came out from during the ceremony, it is third weeding like you wouldn't believe. I literally look like I'm trying to get married to my (laughs) brother-in-law. Humiliating. Um, So I once ruined a wedding in Spain because uh, my uncle married my au pair. Sorry, I I have to interrupt. I need more. Yeah, no, so my uncle's quite a lot younger than my mum. Fine. And um, we had we had a Spanish au pair uh, for a couple of years and they, they fell in love and they got married and it was all very lovely. Luckily, she was our favourite. Very I'm, love, actually, Colin Firth. It very... His mm. name is actually Colin. Stop it. Yeah, so <laughs> Uncle Colin and Miriam got married in Spain and I was the ring bearer with my sister. And because we didn't understand a single word of what was going on in the ceremony... He had to walk down into the aisles and drag the rings off us in the middle of the wedding. He was absolutely furious. The next wedding that I'm excited to go to is, instead of a ring bearer, she's actually got owls to come down. No. Mm -hmm. Now you know that birds are one of my biggest fears. And normally a dove would be enough to handle a giant headwig (laughs) flinging herself down the aisle is going to be some story. So not to jump the gun as we are both very much single, but have you ever thought about what your dream wedding might look like? Well, aside from the fact that I'm going to be a very pretty woodland nymph, I do have the man in mind. Now, I'm not going to name him on air, not that he'd be listening anyway, because as you know, Bella, said man, the last time I tried to woo him, I actually sent a pint uh, in a pub across to him with a note and a packet of nuts, and the note said on it, because I'm nuts about you. Needless to say, he hasn't proposed yet. So that's my story, but what about you? So I actually, funnily enough, have um, tried on quite a lot of wedding dresses. And it's not because I'm like a psychopath. No, of course not. No. I'm not one of those women with like a wedding dress Pinterest board or anything. But um, I was working on a TV show called Wedding Dress SOS. And I had to go up to Huddersfield to go and try on some wedding dresses for a a TV taster. And um, when I got there, 
the wedding dress designer was like, okay, there's a chance this girl might put me on the TV. So he told me that I had the body that could pull off any dress. I was absolutely ecstatic. I was like, this is it. So he pulls one off the rail, he throws it over my head, he turns me around, he goes, oh, oh no. <laughs> it looks a bit Little Mermaid. I was like, mm, that's fine. She's pretty fit yeah, for Ariel, a fish. Ten. Then he goes, no, that's not the one I mean. You know, fat, purple, tentacles. Ursula? Yeah, the only man who's ever seen me in a wedding dress has told me that I look like Ursula the Sea Witch. A giant half-woman, half-octopus. <laughs> it's what I look like in a dress. <laughs> Bring back the suit. <laughs> so, Flick, this has been an absolute pleasure. Always a pleasure, never a chore. So next week, we will be looking at jolly holidays. And I'll be beach body ready, Bella. If you're enjoying the new series of the podcast, please do subscribe. You can find us on iTunes or Acast. Or if you want to get in touch directly, you can email me at deliciouslystella at gmail.com or find me on Instagram at deliciouslystella. See you next time. Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 